0: Say the kingdom Jesus. say the power, the power. And, the and the glory okay all right so luke chapter 4 let's go to luke chapter 4 and um we're gonna get into god's word mm. yeah thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit luke chapter 4 and um we're gonna go from sorry mine is not changing because of okay thank you holy spirit are we still here yeah Yeah, okay please bear with me you know those of us that i I need to go back to um hard copy bible it's quicker to open all right luke chapter 4 we're going to read from verse 1 the bible says that and jesus being full of the holy spirit returned from jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness being 40 days tempted of the devil and in those days he did not he did not eat nothing and when um when they were ended uh the bible says he was hungry and and the devil said unto him if you're the son of god command this stone to turn into bread and jesus answered him saying it is written that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word of god and the devil took him to a high mountain now this is very important please pay attention to this the devil took him to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of this world in a moment of time and the devil said to him all this power will i give you and the glory of them for it has been delivered to me uh, and and i can give it to whoever, whoever i will if you therefore worship me all of this shall be yours and Jesus answered and said to him get there behind me Satan for it is written you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve and the bible says and and uh, and he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said if you are the son of god throw yourself down and Jesus said it is written for uh, and then, sorry said to Jesus it is written that he will give his angels charge over you to keep you Um, and in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone and jesus answered and said unto him it is written you shall not tempt the lord your god and when the devil had ended all the temptation he departed from him uh for a season somebody say amen Amen. somebody say amen someone say the kingdom the the power power. and the glory glory. Mm, very interesting um conversation we, we we're in a very uh, interesting season in God, and God prophetically operates times, seasons, calendars. There are things more than the other that God will emphasize, and I feel like for a long time, God has been emphasizing to this generation the the need to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. The Bible says that after Jesus rose. He spent 40 days with his disciples doing work. the Bible says Jesus spent 40 days discussing the kingdom right Jesus spent 40 days on kingdom nearing <laughs> right he spent 40 days acclimatizing his people to the understanding of the kingdom. you would understand that the last 40 days that Jesus spent on the earth were probably most probably the the most significant of his days because he was essentially rounding up every work that he had been doing so the master class that he gave them the the uh the course that he gave them was a was a course on kingdom understanding the kingdom the bible says he spent 40 days concerning the kingdom we understand that theologically speaking 40 is like a maturity number do you understand what i'm saying 40 is like a maturity number so this thing on kingdom is, is very important, and it's, it's, sometimes it's, it's an interesting thing because I feel sometimes I have to catch people up, then I have to progress, but I'm going to try and, and do this so we can understand it. In, in, in the book of Luke, Jesus had spent considerable time fasting and praying, and it intrigues me that after all this time of fasting and praying, one of the first things he had to experience was the devil god please if i have fasted for 40 days i don't need to be seeing the devil let me see angels You understand what i'm saying to you have you have you have you have you you done an intense spiritual exercise with like fast and worship and you're expecting encounters and everything is just dry i was sharing with you guys the other day i think um i think i'd uh, said this story before but for the benefit anyway There was this day i'd spent time lebrosta lama that's tongues by the way Okay, I'd spent time praying, pressing in. The, 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 the. So I was expecting some, you know, like, ah. God, <laughs> pride is not a good thing. <laughs> I was like, man, no, this one. So I was expecting. And then uh, suddenly I felt something. I thought it was the presence, but it wasn't. Right? It was just someone going about their own business. Literally. So Jesus had spent. Forty days praying and fasting right and the expectation was that you know just from that point he would go and change the world but there was this significant encounter that the and the bible says that in fact the spirit of god led him and he was tempted of the devil right and this temptation is um for me this remains one of the one of the highest points of the maturity of christ in his humanity right i'm not going to focus on all the temptations but i'm just going to pick one temptation just to manage time in one of these temptations the bible says that the devil took jesus to a mountain and said to jesus all the kingdoms of the world All the kingdoms of the world have been given to me. He said, If you will worship me, I will give them to you. That's what the devil said to Jesus. He said, All the kingdoms of the world have. Now, notice he uses the word kingdoms. Pay attention. Are we together? Pay attention to that. He said, All the kingdoms of the world have been given to me. He said, If you will worship me, I will give them to you. And what amazes me about the text is this is that Jesus does not contest this statement. You know, Jesus is truth. So if Satan is lying, it's easy for Jesus to say, Satan, you're a liar. Get behind me, Satan, because you're lying. Satan said to Jesus, all the kingdoms of the world have been given to me, but if you would worship me, I will give them to you. Jesus did not say, you don't have the kingdoms of the world. Jesus only said that you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you worship. So the reality is, if Jesus did not challenge Satan's statement about having the kingdoms of the world, it remains that it was true when Satan said it. Now, I know that blows some people's theology and all of that stuff, but it's okay. That's fine. Basically. So Satan, at the time he was speaking to Jesus, was in control of the kingdoms of the world when you read the temptation of jesus in matthew in in the synoptics in matthew in mark um you don't really see this particular rendition now watch what satan said to jesus are we together everyone here he said to jesus he said the kingdom's belong to me because they have been delivered to me in other words someone gave it to me that's what satan said right so what is what's going on here because i thought that the earth (laughs) is the lord's and the fullness thereof the world and day that because you know we have to be smart spiritually smart and we have to ask questions Some of us just read bible without research okay he said it i believe it no you don't you just you're just you're just you're not lazy in jesus i prophesy you know not not, not, no one here okay yeah like I, i gotta speak truth you know so okay so sometimes we don't understand the technicalities of the text and we just go past it does that make sense so what is this uncontested thing that's going on here? Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness there of the world and they that dwell in it. But Satan is coming to say that he, he has the kingdoms of the world. Like who owns what? The technicality here takes us back to Eden. Right? And in the, in the, in the thing that transpired in Eden, there was a very key transaction please let me i know if you when i said grown up in gen if you've been in gen like this must be in your head now if you've forgotten it then like i need to like just pray for you okay right let me take you back to eden in eden god says to adam and eve be fruitful have dominion multiply replenish the earth right what god said there gave Adam the legal authority over Earth. right? You have to remove your mind from apples because Adam didn't even need an apple. Does that make sense? You have to remove your mind from that fruit, fruit class. right? This is not about apples. These is, is about legalities. This is about, about ownership, of land. Does that make sense? This is about terrain and domain. There's so much going on here. So when God said to Adam, when he said be fruitful, multiply, subdue, replenish the earth, God essentially gave humanity the earth. He gave Adam the earth, right? Now, when Adam sinned, what he did was transfer his ownership to Satan. So when the devil now comes in Luke chapter 4, And he's saying to Jesus, which Jesus is not contesting. Are we together? And Jesus is not contesting. He's saying to Jesus that all the kingdoms of this world, they belong to me. What what Satan is referring to is the fact that by Adam's misappropriation and lack of stewardship, Adam transferred legally to him the ownership of the kingdoms of the world. Are we together? We get this? Right. So, Satan, in, in, we know Satan lies, okay? So, Satan in, 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 in Luke chapter 4, here he's not lying. <laughs> For once. <laughs> right? He's actually not lying. Because Adam did transfer it to him. Do you see what I'm saying? You Remember, it has, it has a certain stage in Jesus' ministry that he first declared that all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. See, he didn't declare that at the beginning. He didn't declare that. So, Satan realize now the the, the interesting thing the second thing i want you to know is this is that the devil said he said the he didn't say the kingdom of this world he said the kingdoms of this world notice that in the book of revelation uh, uh I'm, I'm not gonna like go you know go into this too much but revelation eleven fifteen, the bible says that the seventh angel sounded a trumpet and said the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our lord and of his christ do you see that so we want to learn this that there are in the world there are kingdoms so when satan is saying to jesus the kingdoms of this world satan in the in the spirit realm um things are seen structurally the things that we see with our eyes naturally like that they're seen structurally someone say kingdoms right so when Satan is saying I will give you the kingdoms of this world he's saying to Jesus I'll give you the systems of this world right so the systems of this world the political system the economic system does that make sense every system the family system are kingdoms right they are kingdoms they are structures and if if they're kingdoms they have structures they have spiritual political I don't want (laughs) to get have spiritual political structures. they have arrangements they have orders does that make sense so that means the world that we see it functions in the sphere of kingdoms it is controlled so anything that you do is set within a structure and these structures these kingdoms they are controlled spiritually and 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 because sometimes we can't see them so sometimes we can't see the connection between i don't know politics and spirituality like the economy and spirituality we don't we we don't we just think these are things that are, so and that's why we section spirituality does that make sense and what what's made it worse for us is that we have inherited uh, we've inherited the gospel in an era where there is a divide between the church and the state does that make sense there's a divide between the we, we now have the the sacred and the secular and certain things are secular then being in church is sacred Do you understand what i'm saying to you but in the spirit is not so everything is categorized on the kingdoms right so satan says to jesus he says he says i would give you the the kingdoms now you, you know what's so interesting I'm, I'm speaking to you about the kingdom the power and what the glory okay it's so interesting here in this encounter that jesus is having that jesus doesn't say i don't want the kingdoms of the world does that make sense satan is smart to know um, what can trigger you excuse me he's smart to know what can trigger you right if you speak to most believers today they have this like very false humility thing that I don't want influence. Like, I, does that make sense? I don't want power. But yet, if, if a, a little position is taken from you, the way you will react, right? Satanus was smart enough to know that Jesus wanted influence. And Jesus didn't say, hey, I don't want influence. No, that wasn't going to solve it. Jesus' response was, I'm going to get influence in the right way. That was his response so denying your desire for influence will hurt you it will badly hurt you because when you're not emotionally because there are certain things that god has wired into okay let me let me ask you a question why do you want to succeed why don't you fail that was looking at me strange why do you want to succeed you want to do well does that make sense you want a degree of influence and if you have not processed it with the Lord, there are times where the enemy can bring things your way, where you will not begin to, you, you, you will not know when you're responding in a very negative way. So Satan, Jesus had been fasting, Jesus had been processing with God. Satan goes to Jesus and he literally waves influence in front of him. If Satan is waving influence in front of Jesus, he's waving it in front of every believer on the earth right jesus does not for one second deny influence but jesus essentially teaches us and shows us how you get influence in a way that is godly influence and popularity are not the same do you understand what i'm saying influence and popularity every believer is called to demonstrate the influence of the kingdom but it doesn't mean that everyone will be popular but at your heart, in your heart, as you're seated here in your majestic outfit, in your cool outfit, inside you, there is something that's been wired that desires influence. That if it is tapped, if you don't deal with it properly, you'll find yourself competitive. Does that make sense? You will find yourself jealous and the jealousy is silent on the inside of you. Guess what? You will find yourself overly critical of people it's your unresolved desire for influence and the reason is because we were created to be influential that's how god created us so satan throws this at jesus's feet, and jesus says this he says i'm not going to worship you to get influence because that's not the way that you get kingdom influence we're in a very please i'm going to say this i'm going to come back please hear my heart in a very strategic season in god that if we don't understand our place there's a i feel like there's a window there's a there's a moment there's an opportunity for us in the spirit for this generation to press in and be aligned so satan waves that to jesus and jesus says no I will get the kingdoms of this world, but I will not get them the way that you want. Adam lost it. Jesus reclaimed it. Right, but now the systems, the kingdoms of the world, the world is organized in systems. Right, you, 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 your career all of these things that you're part of it's part of a system it's part of a kingdom right and there is there is a contention for influence over the systems over the systems so how then do we manifest demonstrate the influence that god wants to bring to these systems right it really begins with submission to god right it and that's one of the reasons why here over this past few months you know we've been facilitating this atmosphere of pressing this atmosphere of dwelling this atmosphere of of of, of pushing the strength of your no to the world is the strength of your yes to god (laughs) right if you haven't said yes to god you would not be able to say no to the world right the 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 contention of over influence is a contention over worship is a contention over submission the strength of your yes to god is the strength of your no to the world and what god would do is god in our desires god would allow us come into situations and circumstances that really test the posture of our hearts before he gives us the power that we desire and those situations are completely uncomfortable sometimes they are not they don't look great does that make sense they don't look like what we want but those situations are they're they're designed to test what is on your heart jesus had that moment even though he was prepared for years he was he this was the prophecy over his life he still had to go through a moment where the quality of his heart was tested right the quality of his heart was tested he still had to go through a moment where there had to be the proof is this popularity is this a desire for popularity is this a desire for influence when you look at it when you look at it today everybody has something they're doing on on, on social media now you can't even just introduce yourself as you does that make sense my name is this i uh what's the word decorator da, 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 da. and half of those things people have not started This <laughs> is what i'm saying Right, and, and, and that's because we, we wrap ourselves in a generation around insecurities. Right, Some of the issues that we are carrying today, they're not even issues. They're just things that we have consumed because culture, yeah. precious, and we feel like for us to be influential, we need to pretend. And, we, and what the father did with Jesus here was that Jesus had to lose every ounce of self. Every ounce of self. Satan went to him and said, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. I mean, you just finished fasting. That's easy. Does that make sense? Jesus did not, Jesus did not refute that temptation because he lacked power to do it. But he was, I don't need to prove anything. Do you see that? He was, I don't, I don't, I don't need to prove anything. Right? the father had to train Jesus. You know, Jesus was trained in the flesh. Yeah. The father had to train Jesus not to respond to things, not to respond to to unnecessary pressure. These were the things that Jesus had to navigate before he could steward the glory. Right? Half of the time's i was teaching on this not too long ago half of the times when when the father calls us or the call of god is revealed on our lives we we customize it (laughs) we personalize it it's it's about us it's 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 very us driven right but it would take you time to process with god to understand that as big as the call on your life is you're a piece in the puzzle (laughs) it will take it will take you when when god calls you first you're you're mostly you're mostly arrogant we personalize the call does that make sense it's about us it's like hey like me like god called me like there's someone like thinking there that the call of god on your life is more special than the other person right and so it would take the holy spirit processing you to really understand what this is really about this was where jesus got to because if jesus had not dealt with that in the secret place in prayer when the enemy came to him and said you need to do this jesus is like it's not about me does that make sense this is not about me right so when i say the kingdom the power the glory in one place jesus is praying for he said for yours is the kingdom he says yours is the power and yours is the glory, not mine. Are we together? Right. The kingdom is his. The glory is The power is To get to a place where I can be so given, so, so yielded to God, so selfless. So, so submitted that as Jesus said, he said, and, and he came and he found nothing in me. <laughs> That's how the glory of God rests upon the people. That is how the kingdom of God is given as an inheritance to people. That is how the genuine power of God rests upon a people. Yieldedness, selflessness. Are we together? Submission, not being in the flesh. Right? Not being in the flesh. Today's Christianity has confused a generation. Everything's about me, 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 right? That's why, sorry, not in this house. That's why sometimes we can't worship in the body of Christ. We can't. (laughs) Does that make sense? We can't worship. It's us-centered. It's us-centered. Even even when it comes to uh, the things of the Spirit that we seek. Some of us, we we may sometimes like, look, God, I want your power. I want your power. For what? For what? I had to get past that. (laughs) Right for what? Why, why? do you want God's power to prove what? Do you understand what I'm saying? To prove what? Right, God, I want tongues for what? Right, God, I want to walk. God, I want to walk in miracles for what? These things will be tested. They'll be tested, and if you don't understand the if you don't as we say now if you don't understand the assignment (laughs) right if you don't understand the specific assignment for what god has called us into which is a life that reveals his kingdom there's some things that you will struggle with in perspective you will struggle for example if god says you're not going to be popular (laughs) you struggle hebrews 11 this is what the bible says because you know you know everybody thinks like like i I think we have to deal with this because everybody thinks that every christian will be popular yeah everything every christian is going to be popular that when you've made it you blow like you know no that's not it I i know it doesn't sound like gospel but it is the bible says in hebrews 11 it says men of whom this world were not worthy they were in caves can you handle that now it doesn't mean that you're not influential. It doesn't mean you're not influential. Read really, it, it's in your Bible. It's some of the doctrines that some of some of us have sat under. So, so when you get to a certain stage now, like you're you're not popular, you're, you're frustrated. You're frustrated. You're frustrated because you're not known. You're frustrated because you are not known you are because you do not have followers. You're frustrated. And you almost deny the move of god in your life because it's not it's not loud in the kingdom influence is not popularity please it's not the bible talks about men hebrews 11 read it it says men who were in caves of whom this world was not worthy but these men were running things god had to say to god had to say to elisha um he said uh, elisha was it elisha elijah he said i have i have prophets in the cave hidden that have not bowed to bow these prophets not seen not not public but they were the one holding the ground spiritually right not seen, not known but they were the one holding the ground spiritually right you read of cases in the bible people like like simeon and anna in the temple the bible talks about these people the bible talks about how they were interceding for the coming of jesus the Bible doesn't tell us more than one line about them. But these without their intercession, Jesus wouldn't have come. Okay, I know you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't like that. <laughs> That's the reality. Without their intercession, they were not popular, they were not known. Does that make sense? There's no, there's no chapters written about them, but two people, Anna, Simeon, they are influential. God's rating system is different from the rating system of man. Right? You can have someone... And, and, and especially in this generation where we know how to brand our christianity no substance no encounter but we can brand it you know it's like a, when i when i joke with the guys about my united i said that there's some players like pogba when you hear the name pogba you just the, the name carries weight but you know the assists and the goals are missing but <laughs> right all right i'm joking so we know how to brand we know how to brand our christianity right but the god's rating the way goes, so some people they look spiritual they sound spiritual but in the rating system of heaven in how god sees who is influential and who is valuable to him it's different you can have someone who does not look the part who doesn't feel the part has uncle vibes i've been i've been calling out this uncle vibes thing because I, I i've been dealing with some stuff so some ladies be saying a guy has uncle vibes i said imagine if the son said you have auntie vibes wow. <laughs> you almost die on the spot right. <laughs> right so someone can may not look the part some may not feel the part and guess what you see all of these things they happen in the secret if jesus had lost this moment it wouldn't have mattered what he did publicly do you know that? In fact, Jesus in this moment could have compromised and publicly could have branded himself as Messiah. But spiritually speaking, the rating system would have been different. Right? So, my, I, I, I guess the, the, this is the way I would, you know, I'll try and summarize so we can pray. I guess this is the, this is the point This whole season, you know, we've been been on the series about the glory of God and everything God has been doing. God is teaching us, helping us cultivate this, what happens behind the sin awareness that produces influence, whether people recognize it as influence or not. In influencing with the kingdom of God, you're going to do some things that would not be appreciated by everybody and would not be seen for what it is people in influence of the kingdom of god some people would die as heroes but not being known as heroes it would take eternity for us to actually evaluate properly what they did I, I, you know what i'm trying to del- deliver you from idolatry because idolatry begins with i <laughs> right I, and if you don't if you don't if you don't counsel people half of what is wrong with them is something that is connected to another person that's that's flown from comparison because somebody else has this then i measure my life with that person and then because i measure my life with that person and then i feel what i don't have is not correct and then i take it to god and god you haven't done this for me and god you haven't done that for me (laughs) well the bible says that satan took jesus to a high mountain right understand that that was that was that was that was mental warfare that was mental warfare that was thoughts that was imaginations mental the bible is giving us a, a picture of it but that's mental warfare right the amount of things that we are we are dissatisfied about that have nothing to do i've learned in this life when it comes to the way god calls you to express his glory you stay in your lane you stay in your what your lane you stay in your lane trust me you do these things half of your problems are solved because you learn to be because you stay in your lane because as as far as god is concerned when god will ask you to give account of how you have lived god will ask you according to what he asked you to do not what that person did not what that does that make sense (laughs) you stay in your lane you stop comparing one of one of our pastors she said this and i, I call this every time she said god hasn't called us to compare ourselves with ourselves he has called us to compare ourselves with christ the bible says if we compare ourselves to ourselves it says we're not wise <laughs> we're not wise jesus had a moment see see look chapter 4 jesus had a moment here where his destiny could have been derailed If he responded to the wrong things on his route to gaining influence. If he responded to the wrong things. If he responded to showing off. Right? If he responded to cutting corners. If he responded to compromising. If he really did not have presence on the inside of him. These things would have moved him. What a statement. I say this every time. He said... Satan comes and he finds nothing in me. Whew! Nothing in me. That's why Satan couldn't take Jesus down. It was what he cultivated on the inside. So in the kingdom, the root to influence is intimacy. In the kingdom, influence is the fruit of intimacy. Do you get that? In the kingdom, you don't, it's, not, it's not the time you spend branding. Branding is great. <laughs> but in the kingdom, right? Intimacy is, sorry, um, influence is the fruit of intimacy. It's like Esther. Esther is before the king. She has access to the king. And because she has access to the king, she has influence to change circumstances. Right? So the same presence that god calls you to the same prayer he calls you to excuse me is also the place where he wants to give you influence it's the same place right the fruit of intimacy is influence influence comes because of intimacy true influence divine influence the god kind of influence the kind of influence that will not destroy you Does that make sense? God has wired it in pursuit of him. And sometimes if we evaluate our lives and we look at the lack of fellowship and and relationship with God in comparison to all the other things we chase, sometimes it is evident that we don't think that the presence of God can get us to where we need to go to. But Jesus said, He said i will not bow i will not worship any other to get influence i will not compromise to get influence because jesus understood what he said in matthew that yours is the kingdom yours is the power and yours is the glory so in in korea right if i want to be influential i must first cultivate intimacy with God because the areas that I call career in the spirit they are kingdoms (laughs) does that make sense they are seen from a kingdom viewpoint and they have to be reigned over (laughs) you don't can I put it this way you don't succeed in a career you rule over a career because a career is a kingdom you rule over a kingdom. Do you get that you don't you don't in the, in the in spiritual things you don't succeed you rule over does that make sense you take you you exercise influence over hebrews 11 it says people will through faith subdued kingdoms these things have to be subdued satan has interest right he has interest in areas we call them spheres of influence I said that before Right, Satan has interest in spheres of influence. He doesn't he he doesn't just have influence in how a church runs. Right? He has influence in spheres. He has sorry, he has interest rather in spheres of influence. Right? Family is a kingdom. You don't just succeed with the family, you rule over. <laughs> right? You rule, you reign. You reign and you cannot reign except influence has been afforded you. Right? And the influence by which that, that you exercise over any sphere has to come from God. Do you get that? Do, we, do you understand that? Right. Anything you see, anything you want to do, it's set up under a kingdom structure. So you just don't approach it without understanding the rules of engagement. And intimacy is what would authorize you to operate in influence. So Jesus here shows us a perfect example of what that looks like. He bows to Satan. He ceases to reign over. He bows before god he receives the right to reign over it's a very simple thing i don't care how like intelligent you are i don't care how much you study in your kind of like your course i don't care how much money like those things are great do you understand what i'm saying please do them but if you don't have the intimacy that produces the influence those things will be misdirected yeah they, they, they will be mis- misdirected I don't care how rich or wealthy you are you can, you can get that you know wealth is not I, I don't want to cause trouble here wealth does not come by tithing uh oh no it doesn't because there are people that are wealthy who don't tithe wealth doesn't come by tithing I'm sorry, I know some of you guys were brought up with all your life. But it doesn't come by tithing. It comes by diligence. So, But the difference is, if you don't have the submission that produces the influence, you will have the wealth or misuse the wealth. You wouldn't know what direction to move your life and your resources in. And the danger of living that way is, when you live that way for so long, please hear me, there almost comes a moment that it becomes difficult for you to turn back does that make sense there are people like that they've they've lived their life off course from the spirit of God and they just realize that man it's like they've, they've they've invested too much in the wrong direction to take their lives back in the right direction so you learn from now right you learn from now in intimacy the direction that god has for you and intimacy then produces the influence genuine influence that you distribute that you minister to places so every one of us will be tempted by influence i don't care how tongue speaking you are or you are being tempted (laughs) to be more influential but how you cultivate it is you take yourself into the presence and you process with God your desires you are honest before God you are honest with the Lord you're honest and say God like I really want to operate in kingdom influence right you don't go to God as (laughs) MOG does that make sense? don't go to God as man of God like no you're honest you're transparent before God the disciples of Jesus said to Jesus, they said, Jesus, w- like, when you are in your kingdom, can I sit on your right? Honest, guys. Very honest. Can we sit on your right And Jesus then had to teach them, no, that he who will be greatest in the kingdom must first be servant. See, if they never asked, they won't have known. And I see too, too many, it's like too much false humility. But that false humility is, is coming out in different ways does that because that's that's how human nature that's when you when you hide something character my, my dad's character is like smoke you hide it in one way it comes out in another way yeah yeah it will come out it will come out in your in your you may be disgruntled towards God I don't know that's why <laughs> right you may not like someone and you don't know that's why you may look at a preacher and say well, why does anyone he think he's arrogant but that's you're the one that's arrogant instead because in your heart you haven't brought out your desires so here's how I conclude the days the 40 days that Jesus spent fasting the father helped him to process his desires and his motive for his calling that was what was happening in those 40 days alignment right straightening purifying cleansing aligning desires and then when the time came and he faced the challenge those desires were in check and now he was ready to reign because he understood that the kingdom the power and the glory belong to somebody say amen let's rise, stuff and we're gonna pray